Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I sounded really formal then, didn't I? And welcome back to the Two Guys on Fitness podcast with me, Alan Teresa, a kind of uh, casual traveller where dreams are concerned, and my good co-host of the podcast, Julian Berthrad, who is a personal trainer and the gym professional on the Two Guys on Fitness podcast. And you are joining us at Jubilee Hall Gym in Common Garden, London, England, where we tend to record the podcast when we can. We're here on the upper deck where we sometimes come because it's fantastic. We're going to look around the whole gym and see everybody who is working out oh so hard. Hello, Julian. How are you doing? How has your month been? Well, it's been um, a good month, been buzzing. So we are back here at Jubilee Hall Gym because we're going to talk about something which is actually quite special this month. We're going to talk about a young man called Daniel Hearn, who uh, is one of the professionals here at the gym, who is about to uh, take part in a boxing match and who has been training for that match. And we're going to be talking to him and we're going to be talking about boxing and we're going to be talking about training to box. Uh, and we're going to see how Daniel has been doing as he prepares for his match. And that's quite an exciting thing. So should we get started, Julian, and uh, get into uh, everything boxing related? Yeah, absolutely. Daniel is um, our lovely, one of our lovely fitness instructor, Jubilee here. He's uh, preparing uh, his first ever boxing match. And uh, this is going to happen the 27th of November. Daniel is in, uh, in his mid-twenties and he's, uh, yeah. It's interesting to, uh, in the interview, I was asking him why basically he was going through this uh, match. I think it's very interesting in a way that we all need a little um, orbit passion, something to do, to look forward out of your, your work, I think is very important. It, and Daniel is a very enthusiastic person, and, uh, and I'm not surprised he's going uh, to do something different, like uh, a boxing game. So uh, it's quite a nice interview, very cheerful, very enthusiastic, and it's basically the definition of Daniel. That is certainly true, and uh, boxing is a, a wonderful thing, I would say. I used to uh, do a lot of kickboxing and I took part in tournaments uh, when I was uh, doing my gradings and going around the country uh, for those tournaments and so on. And it was a very exciting thing to do and uh, it's a great experience if you want to actually uh, train and actually challenge yourself. So let's find out uh, Daniel's story, let's find out about his training, and let's find out about why it is that uh, he's decided to uh, take part in a boxing match uh, on the 27th of November and what he hopes to achieve. Yes, absolutely. And I, uh, uh, I just wanted to add, like, obviously boxing is like rugby, it's a sport, and sport carry great value. And, uh, and I know you, and I know, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, Alain, because you used to box yourself. Sport is, um, um, they give you, you carry, you learn value and you carry this value all your life. That is true, and it also challenges you if you do a contact sport of that kind. Uh, when I used to do the kickboxing, uh, you do a dedicated kind of track of uh, boxing purely on its own, and I must admit, I did used to absolutely love it, and uh, I'm sure Daniel does too, so let's find out what he has to say. 
Hi guys, I'm with Daniel, who is a fitness instructor at Jubilee Hall, and Daniel is preparing uh, a boxing match, is that what we say? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's what we say. A boxing game, yeah, a boxing fight uh, soon. So I'm going to ask you a few questions, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. So why, uh, why are you entering the boxing match? The reason I'm entering the boxing match, the same thing I always wanted to do, At first, it was mainly fitness, a bit of bag work, a bit of skipping that. And then also got into sparring a bit. I thought, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to see, obviously, how far I do. And yeah, my goal in life is obviously to, to show other people not to be scared and literally give everything a try. No matter if you fail, you know, a fail at doing it, just go in there and just do it. You know, no matter what happens. Yes, and it, it, um, it's true that uh, also that failing is part of the process, you know. Mm-hmm. We never succeed, uh, you know, yeah, first try, exactly. doesn't matter. So uh, you, uh, have you boxed before? Um, I used to box when I was when I was about 17. I was I was getting good at it. I was supposed to turn amateur at the time. I was supposed to have my first fight. But then I had to give it up because I had a lot of issues with family and that at the time. So t- tell me, tell us more about like what is a match and uh, who is organize it? So with the boxing matches, they're all different. So some could be like three two-minute rounds, some could be four two-minute rounds, or some could be like six three rounds. You know, they all have you all have different fighters in each show. You have like white colors. You have like you have like professionals on there. You have like amateur champions, amateurs. You all got a, you got all um, mixture of people. How many rounds in your match? Three to make rounds. Uh, is there a price? Uh, that I don't know. I'm not sure. At the end of the day, I'm not. I'm not there to win like a prize or anything at all. I'm just there to have some fun. It's just a hobby. And you know, if I get like a little medal or something, then yeah, fair enough. There, but I'm, I'm not bothered about prizes or anything. I think you're right. It's uh, yeah. You, I play for many years myself for rugby, and well, there's not many prize, you know, at the end, except winning, you know, obviously. Yeah. But uh, they, it's not important. It's yeah. just like I think it's a process to go to prepare for the game and all that. So. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did you train to prepare this uh, match and uh, for how long? Um, so how it works, so we have um, like eight weeks of camp, so two months to prepare. So obviously my running, I run like Monday to Friday, obviously I do like fast runs, so 25 minutes, but fast, fast. We really um, try to run as fast as you can. Um, obviously we do the boxing training, like we do the bag work, the skipping, the ground work, um, the sprints. Um, sparring, all that, just preparation to make sure that you're ready for the fight and make sure you're actually on that weight. Because let's say, for example, your coach puts you at a target, like puts you at weight, so like I'm fighting at 6'7", I make sure I've got to be at start six, seven kilos. Yeah, I, uh, I forgot to ask, like, is there any weight category uh, rules or the guy you're going to fight uh, is the same weight? And, uh... mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same weight as me, I think, yeah. So now the, the match is coming soon. Uh, how regularly are you training? Uh, I train about three to four times a week. Is he weight resistance uh, or cardio, boxing skill? Both. Both. Like and mixtures, like usually. So, like two days a week, it could be like, um, so at the moment, it's two days a week of sparring, throwing the ring, technical, throwing punches, taking punches, blah, 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 just getting your head moving, feeling a bit comfortable, then bag work, shadow boxing, skipping, 
yeah, mixture of everything. Yeah, and then once you once twice a week do like a bit of like um, weight training, so like circuits and that. So I saw that Roberto Lacour, one of my colleague PT at the gym, uh, did help you because he is himself a, a boxing coach. Yeah. Um, did you enjoy that? Yes, I actually did. I um, mean, obviously he helped me obviously with my tech techniques. Now he's he's brilliant, and he's brilliant. I really appreciate obviously with him telling me um, that I'm going to do I'm going to do well. I'm going to do great. It just it just gives me more motivation. And just boosts me up a bit. I like I like all this when people is giving me actually hope that I'm actually going to do well. Not people that say I'm going to get I'm going to get beat up and all this and that because I don't need that. How have you changed your training approach? Obviously, you're preparing your a boxing game. And before that, you were training normally. What is the difference now? It's a lot more intense, so it is a really, really lot more intense. It's really, like, really, really in it. But it's quite nice, though, because my coach actually did tell me, and told me I'm the fittest in the gym, but it's like, yeah. Talking about diet, um, have you followed different diets uh, in order to prepare this game? Um, not really. I tend to change up every week with food and that but not really I usually have like a once a week like cheat day but this week would be probably my last cheat week cheat day on Sunday and then I'll probably just cut it off maybe for the next two weeks after my fight and then yeah just go from then and eat what I want after then <laughs> do you have an idea if you're gonna keep preparing for another game after that doesn't matter the result yes 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 that's a short answer but clear answer so that's great and um To, uh, to finish, I would say, like, I would like to, to know, like, do you have any advice for anyone uh, who will consider, like, you preparing a boxing game? Yeah, just go for it. Like, like, like I said at the beginning, though, there's no, there's no harm in doing it and failing. At least you actually went in there and tried. In life, there's no such thing as fail. There's always something about trying. And the word failing just gets on my nerves. You know, it's always about trying. So if you want to do it, then go for it. You know, don't be afraid. You know, one thing you got to understand as well, so when you get into sparring, like when I first time I sparred, I was like, I was crapping myself. I was like nervous. But then as soon as you just, you just need to get used to getting hit, you know, so when you get used to getting hit and then moving your head, keeping your guard, it's that, you'll be fine. You'll be fine and move, move. Don't be afraid to try something, you know. Yeah, it's... um. It's uh, nice words, uh, inspirational, and uh, you're very positive about it. And uh, as you say, let's go for it. I mean, there's no, you know, what can happen? You know, uh, fail or, or succeed, doesn't matter. You learn in the process. And uh, I mean, thank you for taking the time for the interview, Daniel. And I'm sure, I mean, myself, but uh, I can, I'm sure I can talk on the behalf of everybody else at Jubilee Hall where everybody is behind you. And I'm sure you will be doing well and you will give more importantly 100% of yourself yes I will be giving 100% of yourself no matter the outcome you know at the end of the day like I said it takes guts to get in the ring even a, lo a lot of people wouldn't do it a lot of people wouldn't stand in the ring face to face with someone and literally throw punches and get punched and move and yeah just no matter what happens you know And that's why, Daniel, it's uh, a great asset for Jubilee Hall because he's uh, yeah. a fully energetic, positive person. So all the best to you, Daniel. Thank you.
So that's Daniel Hearn there uh, talking to the guy sitting next to me, Mr. Julian Bertharat. So tell me, Julian, uh, boxing obviously is a contact sport and rugby, which is your game, is a contact sport. Did that give you a sort of affinity in terms of what Daniel was saying? Did you understand on one level where he was coming from? Yeah, there is some similarity, but don't forget, obviously, the main difference is uh, boxing is a one-to-one thing, so it's individual compared to rugby, which is uh, a collective sport. And uh, it's important to say, obviously. But the impact is important. I would say the impact... Uh, you can have on your body when you have a tackle or a boxing. I never really do boxing, so I'm not gonna, you know, uh, lie. But I think it's um, what you have in sport that you don't have when you lift a bar. It's the opponent, basically. It's this challenge that propels somebody else to your physical body. And I think it's... Um, it's what I miss the most when I do train sometimes, and that's why I keep playing rugby as, as, as far as I can. Uh, it's that give you kind of um, real stuff, you know, because I always thought fitness sometimes do not bring this real stuff uh, that keep you on, uh, get you up in the morning. You know. I think it's sport is crucial. Then I, that's a, a thing I will never stop is as long as I will find a rugby team uh, around my age uh, in the future, I will keep playing, you know. I'm always surprised there is no Olympic game for people over 50, 60, because it's, um, what does that say? That means like after 50, you are like, uh, <laughs> you have to stay quiet at home. I think it's, uh, you know, sports is for everyone and for as long as you can do it so now uh training to box involves uh, a lot of elements uh, there's the hand eye coordination element there's the cardio element and also there's the upper strength upper body strength element and uh being able to uh punch and develop your strength in that area and to be able to move around at the same time so you don't get punched back really and to also deal uh with being punched and to keep going um are there crossover elements from that that are useful to people who don't box or plan to box but just want to keep fit? Yeah, I think it's a very, very, very interesting skill to have. So there is a similarity, I will go wide here, uh, between, uh, I would say, tennis, um, you're gonna, between tennis, rugby and boxing. Because uh, in those free sport, for example, you have to coordinate your lower and upper part to work together and then to be efficient. It is very true for the tennis, obviously. You have to run to be uh, where you need to be to catch the ball early. Uh, for the boxing, obviously, you have to be agile with your upper bo- uh, lower body. Uh, otherwise, you won't be efficient with your upper body. And in rugby, it's very true because when you do a tackle or if you are in an offensive phase, your legs is your propulsion. And if you've got weak legs, you, your upper body won't be efficient to basically gain uh, the line against the opponent. So it's, it's very interesting. Now this is sport. When you train people in fitness or so for the well-being, the interesting part of all of those things is your work, the, the brain is working hard to figure out how to use lower and upper part at the same time to be efficient. And it's very important. Don't forget that when you train, you also train not only to burn calories, but to basically um, be smarter. It's very important, very important. 
Now, one of the things I learned when I was doing uh, the training myself was this uh, aspect of controlling the amount of energy you're releasing and maintaining your energy level against the clock. Because obviously when you box, when you spar, you're running against a clock every single time. And I think what people who don't train to do that don't fully comprehend is part of the training is to teach you how to maintain your energy level for as long as possible because you burn your energy and your strength really fast, okay? So you have a thing about training for intensity in a managed and controlled way to be efficient. And that's part of what you have to learn when you box, isn't it? Yeah. Also, uh, funny enough, I was uh, recently, I um, proposed one of my clients to do some boxing session with uh, Roberto. Uh, yes, and uh, for non-regular listeners, who Julian is referring to there is Roberto Lacour, who we interviewed a while back. And he actually uh, did also speak about training uh, in this area because it's one of the things he does. And do have a listen to that episode if you get a chance. It's a very interesting episode. And back to you, Julian. Yeah, it's. I was curious to see how was uh, my client, basically, how he managed to do one session with me, resistance a week, and then uh, the boxing uh, training with uh, Roberto. The thing is, it's uh, very much, it's what what the boxing bring into the my client uh, skill is this intensity. So basically, when he was back to me, when we did, when we did weight resistance, it was more focus. The thing is, when you train, I observe a lot of people body language on a on a gym floor because that's my job. Most of the time, the main thing I see as a mistake. It's this kind of lack of purpose, a lack of intensity of the workout. When there's a lack of intensity of the workout, you lose the track quite quickly. And uh, that's why when you train, you should most of the time proceed by combo because it keeps you on. Okay, you, you should not have more than 20 seconds just to relax and you know, think about other things. So basically, back to our subject here, boxing did bring to my clan a kind of uh, better belief, let's say, and uh, and again, a more, more focus, you know, on what he's doing. And also, boxing now is uh, more popular than perhaps it was with women as well as men, partly because of the success of the female boxers uh, in the Olympics, of course, who did uh, very well um, for Britain and became role models for young women. Would you say it's a, it's a, a thing to encourage young women to get into, to box, either through training and sparring and so on, or whether to compete? Is it really a good thing for women to do? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's also, it's uh, you know, it's like... It's like when people play rugby, touch rugby or contact rugby. You can do whatever you want. I think people understand there is different level and uh, of difficulty in any sport. And I think, again, uh, boxing is incredibly interesting in terms of uh, body coordination. And so, a bit like dancing in a way, the brain has to figure out how to coordinate the upper and lower body. It's challenging. And that's why uh, and in fitness, let's say, you can always mix exercise like jumping in a box and weight resistance. These go very well together because the brain has to work out uh, differently in both uh, two different exercises, you know. 
and you have to challenge your brain all the time. Okay, that's the point. Yes, indeed, and that mental aspect of uh, boxing and training within the boxing discipline, sparring and so on, is what makes it so interesting and stimulating. And obviously, you know, applying the right protocols and training in a uh, professional way and safely is important, but it's something which I would advise everybody to do if they have the opportunity to do so in a gym uh, with people who know what they're doing and can be trusted. Um, so that's Daniel Hearn, who will be boxing in his white collar boxing match. So good luck to Daniel. I'm sure you'll do well, no pressure. And um, we will keep you uh, updated in the episodes moving forward how Daniel does in his match. Today's show is brought to you by Jubileo Gym Covent Garden. Need an effective workout using state-of-the-art equipment in the heart of London West End? Then visit Jubileo on the corner of Covent Garden, where you can also check out the gym sauna, as well as a whole host of great fitness classes. Join online for £53 a month, and there is no need for a minimum temp contract when joining, or you can use the gym on a day-plus basis. Find out more at jubileogym.co.uk or telephone 020 78 36 4007 to work out at Jubileo Gym Covent Garden. So that's the wonders of uh, Jubilee Hall there. And um, we have now moved into the spin room, haven't we, Julian? Because they are doing a class on the gym floor. And A, we don't want to interrupt them. And B, we don't want them to interrupt us. So here we are in the air-conditioned spin room at Jubilee Hall, which is a bit like being in Star Trek uh, on the bridge in a funny sort of way for... Julian's fitness tip of the month. So, Julian, what is your fitness tip of the month this month? So, Alan, have you ever run on a treadmill at the gym? I have. It has been known to uh, happen, though, as regular listeners will be aware. For me, running on the treadmill at the gym is a bit like being in hell, though I think you have a slightly different opinion. Yes, because the topic of uh, the fitness tip of the month is about how to use a treadmill efficiently. And one of the main things is to know how long and how fast you're going to go on that treadmill because there is nothing worse than going on the treadmill without knowing really how far, how far, how fast you want to go. So we all need a plan. It's true for the training weight resistance session. It's also true for the cardio. And so personally, I like to start every single of my session with 1K training. It helps me to set up my uh, brain to exercise. So a couple of tips would be like, if you did run in the past a couple of times, I mean, and know how to use your body to run, okay? You should be able to start with a speed at eight and a 0.5 for the incline. And just you just run basically until you reach one can stop. Of course, if you want to increase the speed, you're very welcome to do so. So that will give you that way your first 1K uh, time distance wise, okay? And the idea is to beat that record and that will be a first challenge. So that's one structure you could do. You can also use 
uh, you can do 1k in the middle of your weight resistance training in order to reboost your body or your metabolism and in the same way 1k you can also uh, do your cardio proper session so i will recommend anything between 2 to 5k 5k is a good distance it's achievable between 20 to 25 minutes for people who run quite well so i think it's uh, and also the thing it's uh, you can do some abs uh, next to that because core and running go very well together uh, and another structure of training for on the treadmill could be the height intensity so you go through speed very fast acceleration over a minute or distance wise 400 meters and then you cool down and you repeat that several times so you see you can do a lot of things different things on the treadmill alan that is certainly true or if you're like me you can just hang like a towel over a treadmill as you exercise next to it uh, so that was julian's fitness tip of the month so every month as regular listeners will be aware julian and i take two questions or comments from those that come into us from the lovely lovely listeners and we do our very best to answer them if you want to get in touch with us do so because we love it and you can contact us through our website which is twoguysonfitness.com or through his website which is julienbertorat.com and we absolutely love it if you get in touch oh and of course you can get in touch with us through our social media our instagram our twitter our facebook and anon so uh julian i believe you're the first up this month with the questions what have you got there printed out on the paper in front of you so we have a question here from fran in london who has sent us a message via our website to ask the following question i cycled and go core training session at my local gym what do you think of cardio training what do you think is the best cardio exercise and the worst well 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 now i don't do a lot of cardio truth be told i do 10 minutes before i train during every session to warm up and get in the game getting the game this is uh, daniel hearn again you see he's kind of like uh you know encouraging me to uh, speak in these terms get in the game i love it uh, so julian what is in your opinion the best and the worst cardio exercise to do well before going answering that i just want to say like uh because fran also asked me um what do i think of cardio training well my answer is like is in the podcast actually it's you know uh, it's about like when you using your upper and lower body together and running help that obviously you know like uh, running help your coordination uh, all around that's why it is important to run and again you don't want to burn calorie i want to it's important to do that because too many people go on a treadmill thinking like oh it's just like burning calories it's not that it's not the main interesting point the main interesting point is your upper, your upper body and lower body are connected and that's why it's interesting you know that's that's the point so the less favorite exercise uh, cardio uh, machine for me is the um, the cross trainer because there is no impact to sort of glitch you know and the impact is very important so i will remove this one from my uh, cardio list now if you want to do it there is no point i just i don't think he's as efficient as other so the first one i like is again the running 
on the treadmill because you got this impact. And also on a treadmill machine, you can play around with the speed and the incline, which is quite interesting to um, uh, in terms of difficulty. And uh, in the mid, in the middle, obviously, you can shoot boring machine that's quite complete as well. There is no impact, but it's very complete uh, body weight wise. Uh, I mean, body your, your whole body is engaged, especially your legs. The bike is interesting, but if you got big, big legs, you might not want to do bike because it's just going to make it bigger, you know. And uh, but that's it. I hope I answer your question, Fran. Yes, I like to row now and again. Uh, it's kind of one of those things, once you get into it, it kind of like draws you into a bit of a hypnotic state, I feel. But uh, generally, uh, for myself, uh, I do like kind of lightweights and resistance now uh, much more than I used to. So like Julian said, Fran, hope that's helpful for you. Um, and now I think it's uh, one for me, isn't it? We have a question here in front of the piece of paper in front of my good self, Benny from Clifton. Uh, I'm not sure where Clifton is actually, uh, who has got in touch via our Twitter to ask the following. This is quite a short question, ladies and gentlemen, and I would say this is slightly uh, frivolous, but uh, I'm going to read it as it is uh, printed in front of me. Do personal trainers have a better sex life than the rest of us? End of question. I'm glad I don't have to answer this question, Julian. So I presume uh, you are qualified to answer it. So do personal trainers, as I do believe Benny is referring to here, have a reputation of being love bunnies? Uh, do personal trainers have a uh, more active... Uh, I'm going to use the term love life uh, to be less crude. Do they have a, a more active love life than the rest of us mere mortals? Well, I would say that's... Um Sometimes we, that's why maybe people try to sell us, like saying, like you train, everything boosts your life. And, but it is not true. I, uh, I remember reading a lot of articles on the BBC talking about the depression people have in fitness because there is uh, this aspect, you know, there is a bigger extra aspect as well. And people who overtrain and... Uh, the, the thing that I remember uh, seeing this therapist talking about, uh, she had a lot of client, a personal trainer, and they say that at some point, um, they're just tired. They're just too tired to have sex with their partner because they overtrain, because everything about their life is turned around this, the diet, the exercise, and all that. And then the sex, believe it or not, become a sort of a second um, matter. And um, I mean, I would say that's obviously like anything in life, training is something you have to do with moderation because it can be fantastic. It boosts, it can boost your, your sex life, that's for sure. But obviously if you overdo it, well, it's gonna impact uh, not only your sex life, but your social life and all that. So yeah, I mean, uh, I can't uh, really <laughs> uh, answer for myself. It's rather private, but it's a good topic to, to talk about it because uh, yeah, usually if you train well, you should properly, you should, increase your sex life that's true i think it's uh yeah but as we know uh 
yeah, it is it is a taboo subject, and it should not be a taboo subject. It should be we should be able to talk about it openly. Yes, indeed. Uh, though uh, talking about it at all is making me feel slightly emotionally and socially uncomfortable. Uh, so, um, well, all I can say, Benny, is I hope that uh, answers your question. I feel in a sort of roundabout way uh, by Julian. But uh, regardless, that is uh, the last of our two questions of the month this month on the podcast uh, do get in touch via the channels I mentioned earlier because we do absolutely love it uh, when you do so uh, and when you do we will do our best to answer those questions so there you go that's another episode of the two guys on fitness wrapped up for the month uh, we had a very interesting conversation with Daniel Hearn who very shortly after this uh, podcast episode is released I do believe will be taking part in his white collar boxing match so that just leaves us to wish Daniel the very best in his endeavours and we look forward to hearing what the outcome of those endeavours are do we not Julian? Yeah we're looking for the results of uh Daniel um, match and more importantly how um, uh, will be this expense to him indeed and uh, so good luck to you Daniel we are right behind you pushing you into that uh, boxing ring and next month of course it will be the Christmas episode of the podcast which is a wonderful thing because it means we get to hear Julian do his famous nay infamous yo ho ho impression which is always looked forward to by listeners and by ourselves here at the podcast. So until then, uh, I can't believe we're talking about Christmas, actually, Julian, after uh, the year we've had, but there you go. Uh, but until then, we say the following to you. Enjoy your workout. And good luck, Daniel. Daniel.